Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Thank you for joining us on Easy's Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Throughout the first months of this year, our nonprofits have been challenged like never before due to the coronavirus pandemic. We've got people out of work. More people need assistance because of that. And at the same time, without the ability to hold their usual fundraisers, the nonprofits themselves have had to work twice as hard to acquire the resources that they need to help our community members. One organization that has continued to serve through it all, providing meals for hundreds throughout South Florida, is Joshua's Heart Foundation. And to tell us more about the organization, their work, how you can contact them if you need assistance or if you want to volunteer, I am happy to welcome the Director of Programs for Joshua's Heart Foundation, Toby Ash. Toby, thanks for being with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure, Ellen. You've been with Joshua's Heart Foundation for how long now? Not for very long. I started just at the end of last year, and I was very excited to join this organization for a lot of reasons. This organization was started by Joshua Williams when he was four and a half years old. Yes, yeah, stop right there. Uh, okay. <laughs> that is the most extraordinary thing about Joshua's Heart Foundation. Uh, obviously, you've met Joshua. How does a four and a half year old decide to start a nonprofit? So, I think a lot of children have wondered about poor people or homeless people that they've seen in the street and they've they've said something to their parents or mentioned it in passing. I think it takes an incredible soul who is really stubborn and doesn't let go of the idea. He was very young, he was on his way to church and his grandmother had given him some money to either, you know, to give in the church or for something else. And he saw homeless men in the street. And he was so moved when he queried his family, like, what's going on? What's this person? Why is this person out in the street? What's happening? And then he couldn't let it go. And um, if you've ever had children, you know that sometimes when a child doesn't let go of an idea, especially one that's so altruistic and philanthropic, it basically it spurs the whole family. And he was able to corral the entire family, all his aunts, his grandmother, everyone to help him. And for several years, they started delivering hundreds of meals to homeless. And then they decided to become a foundation and to better serve the community. And so they started just before 2005. So we are in the 15th year of the Joshua's Heart Foundation, providing services to people experiencing poverty and food insecurity. And Joshua is now 20 at least? Mm, he's 19. 19, okay. 19, he's in college, and he is doing amazing there. I'm not his mom, but I wish I was. <laughs> and he, he is he's the chief change maker. Um, we always rely on his vision and his judgment to ensure that what we're doing is in line with his incredible qualities of being able to gather together 
what needs happening in the community. So whenever we have like a major question or we want to discuss an idea, he has a, a brilliant imagination and he's able to help us with his vision. It sounds like he truly was born gifted. Yes. So one of the aspects of Joshua's Heart Foundation is in engaging other youth. And I want to talk about that more later. But right now, we know that the need for support, particularly with food, is huge because of the pandemic. People are out of work. The prices of groceries have gone through the roof. And there have been shortages, too. So how has Joshua's Heart Foundation been able to continue serving and providing meals during these past few months? It's been it's been complex, as you alluded to. Part of the issue is, and I've lived in South Florida for a very long time, so we've experienced hurricanes and we've had shortages before, but those were all kind of regional. So we were able to, like in a day or two, or maybe even a week, be able to corral supplies from other areas. In the case of COVID-19, that's not what's been happening. The entire supply chain has been affected. So that's why you can still go into your local grocery store, supermarket, and see that there are still some shortages of some items. And part of it is because there were closures of what's considered non-essential. And I've used this analogy before, and I'll use it in this particular case, that imagine that a massive 18-wheeler truck is driving, and it's filled with all kinds of things, and it's so technologically advanced, but it can be cut short and maybe even completely wrecked by one small nail. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's those little tiny parts of the wheel, those little cogs, those little nails or screws that can mess up the entire supply chain. And that's what's happened here. While people are looking for certain things, it's been very difficult for food pantries to source the items that people really need. So one of the things that the Joshua's Heart Foundation has really been focused on is ensuring that most people receive very high quality, nutrient-dense food. Joshua insists that the food that's served is not anything that's highly processed or that won't help somebody become healthier and better and give them more energy. So that's been a real challenge. And we've been scrambling to ensure that people get as healthy food as possible. We've been largely successful because most of our group, I would say all of our group is relentless. And, <laughs> and we just have gone to the ends of the earth to ensure that we're able to provide our families with the best food possible. But it's been a challenge. It has been a challenge. And most of the time, we're able to get everything that we need. And sometimes we're not. Um, we do purchase a lot of our food because the standards of Joshua's Heart Foundation are quite high. And we want to ensure that everybody gets the best food possible. Have you been able to work with local farmers in any way to get fresh food, fruit, vegetables, products? Yes, we we have an arrangement uh, through uh, Miami-Dade County and FarmShare to be able to receive all of the bounty that the farmers were having trouble. Uh, you see, Florida is such an unusual state in the respect that we do an enormous amount of agriculture. And a lot of the farmers had direct contracts with cruise lines and all of the hospitality industries that are located throughout South Florida. So a major part of their business was literally cut off. Right. And so there is an enormous amount of produce 
and we do receive it and we do distribute it immediately. Produce and these types of things are very perishable. So from the farm and the field to the end user, the consumer, it's really important that we have the least amount of time spent on logistics so that it gets to them quicker so that it stays longer in their fridge. We don't have the luxury of waiting a few days to ensure that, oh, we'll get it later. No, we get it. We get it fresh and we distribute it that day, if not the next day, immediately. Because we want, I don't even know how to explain this properly, but for most people experiencing food insecurity or people who are poverty stricken, their major asset is their body. Right. And they use their body as their major asset to do whatever it is that they're doing with it, working and how they're using it. And imagine for these people, if the food that they're receiving is of low quality, then what happens is, is that they end up having a lot of chronic diseases and inflammation, and then the generations of poverty continue. Right. We really believe at Joshua's Heart Foundation that we want to stomp out hunger. That's Joshua's line from yes. when he was really young. Yes, stomp and it the out. Reason, stomp it out. And stomping uh, indicates a very forceful action. Yes. And what that means is, is that if we can give to the younger people, to the children and the young adults, the best high quality food so that when they go to school and they are receiving information that they are able to absorb it and use it in a cognitive way so that they can move forward and not just have as their only asset their body, their mind can become an asset as well. Right. And that's the goal. The goal is to move families out of poverty using the power of good food. You know how like you feel after you've eaten well? Yes. You just feel energetic. Well, there have been and studies, of course, that show how young people in particular, they can't learn if they're hungry. And they can't learn if they're not focused because they haven't eaten a healthy meal. So it's a fascinating exactly. angle that Joshua has seen the future and been able to look past just let's feed them now and get rid of their hunger to let's feed them so that they can learn and move forward and work and then become self-sustaining. Correct. Because if you think about it, um, we do see an enormous amount of obesity in the United States. And part of it is due to that in order to feel full, faster. A lot of families are eating empty carbohydrates because they do make you feel full faster. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening is, is that your body doesn't use them as effectively as a high quality carbohydrate. So all of that makes a huge difference in the way people are going through life. And our goal here, like the best possible scenario would be that we have fed everybody and that everybody is able to sustain themselves. Right. Not to say that we want to be out of business, <laughs> but imagine how fantastic it would be yeah. that families graduate. That's the ultimate goal, that they graduate out of receiving food. Unfortunately, now with COVID-19, we have seen our family roster grow. Our client roster has expanded into the thousands mm. of families now. And this is due to the fact that we always serviced what I call the working poor. Right. I would say almost 90% of the families that we serviced were working. And now what's happened is those people, a great many of them were in the hospitality industry, 
in, in different capacities of that entire industry have lost their jobs. And then other people who've lost their jobs. We've asked, you know, we've surveyed some of the new families and they've said a friend told me, a friend told me. So we've expanded and we're serving hundreds and hundreds of families at our dedicated pantry. We also have noticed that there are people who don't even know how to access food. What I mean by that is there have been a lot of community agencies, incredible agencies that have been doing drive-throughs virtually every single day in Miami-Dade County, in Broward County, and all throughout South Florida because they recognize the need and what a heavily tourist-dependent and hospitality-dependent industry we have down here in South Florida. What keeps us up at night is what about the people that don't have a car? Right. Or if they do have a car, maybe they don't have the money for gas. And when you're waiting in that line, that line is long. You have to have a lot of gas in the car because you keep inching up slowly. A lot of times they have between 500, 700, maybe even a thousand boxes. And I always think about the person that's number 501 or number 701 or a thousand and one. And they don't get the box. Mm. Imagine the devastation. And after waiting all that time, too. Exactly. It's hours sometimes. So there are people who don't have cars. Then there are people who are older, seniors. And those seniors are scared to go out for good reason. Or they don't have the capacity to go out for whatever reason. Frailty or disability. They can't get to those drive throughs And then we have some um, families that where one of the parents or if it's a single-parent home, that they're an essential worker. They can't get out to go to those drive throughs So the Joshua's Heart Foundation was worried about these people. So we've collaborated with municipalities and cities. And what we've done is we've done, it's called stop, drop, knock, and roll. It's kind of like when you're putting out a fire, you learn stop, drop, and roll. Right. And, and in essence, we're putting out the fire of hunger. So we've collaborated with the city of North Miami Beach, the city of North Miami, and Miami-Dade County, especially with Commissioner Jean Monestine, where we have done deliveries to hundreds and hundreds of families. Um, We've harnessed the power of volunteers, and what the volunteers have done, everybody is with appropriate, the personal protective equipment, or as as it's known now as PPE, Mm -hmm. to go to pack it. And then to deliver it so that for the people that are the most vulnerable, we want to make sure that they have what they need because we know they can't go to the drive throughs How do these people find you or how do you find them? So for the cities, the people, the citizens of the city can call their city. For people who want to come to Joshua's Heart Foundation's dedicated pantry, which is located in the city of North Miami Beach, they can call 305-944-4452. So, for example, in the city of North Miami Beach, they can call the general number of the city. We just did two events this past week. We delivered to 500 homebound seniors together with Commissioner Jean Monestine. And then on Friday, we delivered to 400 families in the city of North Miami Beach. And that was a different uh, sort of a bag. We ensure to make sure that whatever we're giving is appropriate for who is receiving it. So, for example, for the seniors, 
we put masks, you know, the surgical masks so that if they want to go out, they can, it's very difficult if they were never able to leave, they may not have a mask. So we made sure to give them masks and toilet paper and things that a senior might need. For the snack pack, the stay put snack pack, uh, we had surveyed some of the families and a lot of the moms said, I don't want to cook anymore, (laughs) you know, because every day feels like blurs day and they've been cooking a thousand meals a day. And for a lot of children that are home, you know, the opening the refrigerator is an activity. So they wanted items that were very quick, literally just snap to open. And so we were able to get from Feed the Children and then it was transported through um, American Trucking Association they were, we were able to get all kinds of kid-friendly type food, soups and different types of crackers and fun foods that the children can enjoy. And and the, all the mom really has to do is open the packet. So it's a different kind of a bag, but we like to change it up and we want to make sure that we, we get things that sometimes are light and fun. And we want to ensure that the families are really getting what they need. Normally, what we deliver is food that has to be prepared. We don't really provide prepared foods. We are not a uh, a cooking enterprise. But what we do give are foods that families want. We give rice, we give beans, we give pasta, we give chicken, very high quality produce. And so our goal, again, is to ensure the health of everybody who receives from Joshua's Heart Foundation, that they are getting the very best. It is remarkable that you're able to cater the deliveries to the specific kind of person and their needs and do this all, as you were talking about the fresh foods, with such a quick turnaround. You must have a huge group of volunteers helping you at the pantry. Not currently. We are very, very mindful of the CDC recommendations. Okay. So in the pantry, everyone wears a hairnet, everyone wears a surgical mask, everyone has a shield, and everyone has a cover that they wear on top of their clothes, and we are gloved. And the gloving is important. A lot of people don't realize that just wearing gloves doesn't confer protection. We're very mindful of the way we use gloves. When we receive items... Everything is wiped down to ensure that it is clean. We never want to give an item to a family that hasn't gone through like a rigorous inspection and almost disinfection process. And the reason I say almost is because some products that come in in cardboard, we wipe them down, but not with any kind of a super aggressive wiping down like we would do for a can or in a bottle. So everything takes a lot more time, but our pantry isn't very, very large. So we can't have many, many volunteers here just because we're abiding by the six foot rule. Understood. Okay. Are you working extra shifts to get this? I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how you're doing it. It's amazing. We are doing it fueled by, by passion, compassion, and in my personal case, caffeine, uh, <laughs> but it takes... It takes an extraordinary amount of time. Uh, Extraordinary. We're here literally from early in the morning till crazy late at night. We want to make sure. I think I can speak for everyone who's involved with Joshua's Heart. I'm speaking on their behalf. We really, really care. We want to make sure 
that everybody has what they need. And so we have stayed till super late. Like we've gotten here, the sun is just making its way up on the horizon. And when we leave, we hadn't even seen the sun the whole day because we're working so hard. So everyone who's working here right now is super dedicated and an unbelievable person, like really true points of light that we're ensuring that everybody gets what they need. Do you think one of the things we mentioned very briefly at the beginning of our conversation was the Junior Advisory Board and that Joshua's Heart Foundation is, for the most part, youth-led? You have youth volunteers, you have young people, teenagers who participate. Does that give you more inspiration? Is there something about working with young people and their bright outlook on life that lifts you up? 100%. Uh, The analogy that I like to use is a lot of parents, the first time their child eats ice cream or goes to Disney World, there's this vicarious thrill of watching that joy. Mm -hmm. And you get to relive that joy. Part of the Junior Advisory Board is to empower youth. Uh, A lot of times people, uh, and I say this colloquially, older people are like, oh, young people, what do they know? Yes, it makes me crazy. Yes. And they're like, oh, the future of America. Yes. And I can tell you that from 2000 and on, and of course, now they're 20 years old, but the children of from from 2000 and onward grew up in a completely different world than anybody in the history of mankind ever experienced with technology and a way of connecting that could never have even been imagined or dreamt of even in the 1980s. So their view of the world is absolutely much more imaginative, much more creative, and they're able to see possibilities that I don't even think is in a corner in my mind. So I definitely appreciate the way they portray uh, ideas and the way their enthusiasm and their desire so we have chairs and uh, like in a vice president and a president and treasurers and secretaries and everyone has a role to play and they're very very mindful of the way they do things and they have the most incredible ideas and we're working on some of them right now in the one hour a day when we are just stopping to take a breath because they're so brilliant in the way they want to provide services and imagine that all of them are stuck at home learning with zoom or other types of video conferences and i realized why zoom and all of those are so exhausting because normally when you're in the classroom or at a meeting you're just focusing on one or two people but in zoom you see everybody and you see yourself right it's it's so hard so imagine the cognitive and and the critical thinking interpretive behavior that these kids have now yes well so also much better. by being around other people like what Joshua has brought into Joshua's Heart Foundation they learn from each other and instead of being told they can't do things they're told what they can do and they learn to lead like these will be our leaders in the future they're already our leaders actually correct they're given the chance they're given the chance to lead and we're there to support them along the way so that they um it's not that we don't allow failure 
and I, I'm not going to say that. And but we've never failed once. But that's because <laughs> that's because one of the things that we recognize is that it's a collaborative effort. Uh, they make decisions together. The thing is, is that a leader can only lead if there are followers. And so Joshua's Heart Foundation's Junior Advisory Board trains everyone to be a leader in their own way, recognizing that everyone has skills and talents, that sometimes we need different talents and skills, and, and they're done in different ways. And it doesn't mean that one is better than the other, but everyone gets a chance to shine. And so they do their own projects. And the adults are there to just shepherd them along the way, but they're wholly youth created, produced, executed, and then debriefed. And they see what works and what doesn't work, and they continue to dazzle us. So if we wanted to do a call for volunteers, would we be looking for adult volunteers or youth volunteers? We're looking for both. Um, Actually, uh, children can start volunteering at the age of five as long as they have an adult with them. And the reason that Joshua has chosen that age as a volunteer, you'd say, what is a five? What can a five-year-old do? Five-year-olds can do a lot. And the thing is that if you think about it, if they start doing meaningful volunteer work when they're young, it's just natural to them. A lot of schools now have it that it's mandatory for youth to volunteer in order to graduate. Right. But imagine if that's already part of, of their life. Right. They don't have to do it in order to graduate. They know to do it and right. they do it well. Right. And so once you start with that culture when you're younger, it just becomes part of your life. And the idea of volunteering is, um, and I'm quoting Lady Bird Johnson here. She said that anyone can give. You can give time, talent, and treasure. And that those three things, a five-year-old and maybe a 75-year-old may not have treasure. They may not have that much money, but they may have time or talent. Right. And all of those can be used to help anybody. I love it. Um, What kind of support do you need from volunteers right now? Because like you said, it's different because of the pandemic. So one of the things that's happening right now is because of the pandemic, we are purchasing a lot more food than we normally do. Besides the fact that our clientele has grown so dramatically, it's also because of the supply chain issues that we are forced to purchase food retail. Now, there are other pantries that won't do that, but because this is led with the Joshua Williams vision of ensuring that people have incredibly healthy food, we do do purchase. So the best thing for right now would be if people would be able to donate and uh, we have a GoFundMe up or they can just call the Joshua's Heart Foundation at 305-944-4452. And I will put a link on our webpage, which is the www.joshuasheart.org, and Joshua's has an S in it. And then this way, we are able to continue to provide people with the best food possible. Once restrictions ease a bit, we would love to have volunteers help us in the pantry. We would love to have volunteers be able to help us organize distributions. We would love to have youth volunteers help us create projects that help everybody. 
for right now, because of the restrictions in place, as much as we would love volunteers and we love them, it's just, it's a little complicated and we want to ensure everybody's health and safety. Okay. So for the moment, specifically what you need are financial donations and people can make those at joshuasheart.org or call your number 305-944-4452. Also the number to call if you need support. Let's talk again when things are a little more on track with the pandemic and restrictions have eased and more people can come in and actually participate. And then we can talk about the different ways that you can put volunteers to work in different areas of the organization and the other kinds of things that you do to help the community in addition to the pantry. That would be fantastic. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much, Toby Ash, Director of Programs for Joshua's Heart Foundation. Again, it's joshuasheart.org, J-O-S-H-U-A-S, heart.org. An amazing young man, Joshua Williams, and he's pulled together an amazing group of people now in their 15th year of service to our community. Toby Ash, you have been wonderful in explaining how everything works. It's a question that people have had is, you know, what's with the supply chain? And you you explained it perfectly. So thank you for that. And thank you for taking time out from packing those meals to talk to us. Um, I know you're busy. I hope you get a chance to get some rest. Thank you so much, Ellen, and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you again for listening this morning to EZ's Community Focus. If you have questions or would like to suggest a topic, you can email me at ellen at easy93.com. If you'd like to hear the program again, it will be on our website starting tomorrow at easy93.com. Join us again next Sunday at 6.50 for an all-new edition of EZ's Community Focus. Have a great day. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24.